Welcome to History 21, the podcast, a production of the Anoka County Historical Society, sharing the stories and audio journeys from our county's past and present. Hey, Cassie, welcome home. Hey, oh, happy to be back. Are you really? Yeah, I did have fun, though. Fun at what? Uh, we went to the Malm Conference and uh, got to meet some new people, see some new things. I'd never been to it before, so it was uh, quite the experience, yeah. And for the folks at home, Malm is the acronym for the Minnesota Alliance of Local History Museums. And the organization exists to keep us all in line, all of us history people floating around. Um, they're a great resource for us, a good connection point. Um, and they put on a conference every year. That's you know two or three days, depending on how much you want to go for. And we all get together and present some sessions. Um, so we peer learn from each other. And there's a resource swap and a vendor hall and food and the humans. And that's, that's the mom in a nutshell. So shall we onward to all of the stories and the fun? Cassie? Yes, let's do it. Let's dive right in. All right. See you on the other side, folks. But this was your first year going, right, Cassie? Yeah, yeah. It definitely wasn't my first conference, but it was my first year going. It was uh, definitely an eye-opening experience. Um, what I did like, I think, the most about it um, was that there were um, different routes that you could take as far as, you know, what sessions to go to. So I could go to the collections one and there was like a collections route that I could follow um, for each of those breakout sessions. So as a, you know, first time goer, um, that was definitely really helpful. Learned some new tips and tricks. Well, for the record, holder of the fuzzy bunny, who are you? My name is Claudia Nicholson. I am a consultant. I work under the name the museum lady what tips do you have claudia oh inventory your collection <laughs> that is that is what i'm doing right now um, and i presented with ann grandy a session on inventory versus cataloging inventory is quicker and you need to know what you have and you need to know where it is what else you got Straight. I have had, no, I have had a wonderful time talking to people here and, and finding out where their, their needs are, because um, everybody has them. And I just, I have a lot to think about. I love it. So do I. How about we, we kind of walk people through what we, what we did, right? So the conference itself was down in Austin, Minnesota. So it's a couple hour drive for both of us. Uh, we went down on the Tuesday and got in some pre-conference fun. You know, you in particular like the Spam Museum. Yes, I had never been. Um, and I am a, uh, I won't say a Spam enthusiast, but um, I occasionally have uh, Spam um, just for the uh, nostalgia of it. I went there right away, did not give it enough credit. I was pleasant, pleasantly surprised throughout this entire conference. Um, I did like the conveyor belt of spam that was just on a constant loop above you. Um, pretty cool. And the entire museum was free, which I didn't even realize. So I uh, went through it 
learned a little bit, you know, about the history of it and, and all that jazz and, and did some fun activities and then uh, got a t-shirt to bring home. So it was it's all in all. all about the t-shirt. Uh-huh. Yep. What I was doing um, during some of the sessions was walking around with what we call our fuzzy bunnies. We can give a microphone away and we can keep a microphone for ourselves and the receiver is in the end of the phone and we can have conversations now on the fly. I had a ball just walking around and talking to people that were milling about and, and asking them what they thought about mom and their experiences or just a little bit of goofiness on the side. But Gibson, who's the director of mom, took some time to sit down and talk to us. I think it took us uh, four tries to actually have that conversation because if you're running a conference, everybody needs you. So I walked up to Gibson at one point and we started chit-chatting and then Mike and Chris came over and kind of crashed the conversation. So I moved over to talk to Mike and Chris a little bit and I lost Gibson. So we tried to get her back at some point and ended up having to go down the hall and sit on a couch so they couldn't find her. Uh, my name is Gibson Elizabeth Stanton. <laughs> oh, Elizabeth. Yeah. Very formal. Thank you. You said the, the name. DMV records. <laughs> and your title? Uh, I am the Alliance Coordinator for the Minnesota Alliance of Local History Museums. And you've been doing these conferences for several years now. Yeah. This is our second in-person that I've been a part of. And we did two before that that were virtual. Uh, and then prior to that, uh, we've been hosting conferences on a variety of scales. What, what's the point of bringing people together from the history world like this? Yeah. What's the point of a conference? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the Mom Conference serves as a center gathering space for people to connect with their peers, uh, both in sharing what they're doing and what they're learning, uh, but also to support each other because the work we're doing can oftentimes feel like we're siloed in our communities. Uh, so this is a great space to, to learn from each other and uh, to really amplify uh, and lift up the work that we're doing. Hi. Absolutely. <gasps> cool. Do you want to bring a placeholder bag? We're back with Gibson. Take two. And a half. Cause and a half. That's right. We did. <laughs> we tried it a couple Maybe times. three and three quarters. Yes. Perfect. But this is what being the in-charge boss of mom looks oh, like. Oh, that is such a graceful title. I love it. No, you know what? We are day two into three days, and this conference has been planned for, at this point, honestly, since 2018 when they received, uh, when they were awarded the, the selection for 2020. And so they started work really early, the host committee did, and that's why it's so successful. Sure. No, it's, I never went to mom way back. I just, I didn't. Yeah. And then I started coming. I'm like, everyone's overly friendly. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. A bunch of weirdos. Because <laughs> everyone was connected, yeah. Right? Yeah. And and it's stuck. And I think the new people coming in feel that connection. Yeah. And I think that's really the special part of it. Absolutely. I think, I mean, as an organization being built on peers, helping peers, that, that shows up in a variety of ways. I like the way I, you think. <laughs> I do. I do. I just, like, the more, the more that you can provide for people, the, the more you can open the doors for people to express what shortcomings they've experienced from your organization. So from mom, like what have you wanted that you haven't had? What needs have been not addressed of yours? And allowing people to genuinely share that allows us to say like, oh my gosh, we can respond to that. Or, 
we can't respond to that, but we have some amazing partners that we know have those resources, and now we can link you up with them. Cheers, my friend. Done. <laughs> awesome. The actual conference as a whole was in, I think it was the Holiday Inn as a conference center. And so you've got that typical conference feel of you walking into the vendor hall and you've got people chit-chatting over in the, the larger section with the fruit and the rolls in the morning or the, the lunch line that stretches around the corner for the buffet at lunch. Um, so it's this happy noise um, and it doesn't matter where you sit, someone's going to talk to you. There's, there's no alone time unless you escape back up to your room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did notice that. And I think that there's also a lot of people or what I noticed was that a lot of people congregate based on kind of what they do. Not that they don't talk, you know, to others, but um, I am reminiscing on the roundtable discussion over lunch um, where it was collective access people. We all, all of us uh, collections managers got together and then we just discussed different problems that we were having or that we came across. And then we kind of talked through it. And I found that, you know, um, very encouraging. Hi, I'm Amber Latancio, and I'm the executive director of the Richfield Historical Society. Love it, love it. And you said, Amber, you said you've been here two years? Yes, this is my second time. Okay, and how scary are we as a group? Not at all, the first time. It's good, but you get to know people, and it's great. Good. How has, how is what you've heard at Malm the last two years, Amber? How has that impacted what you take back to Richfield? So a lot of it, it made me realize we are on the right track. Good. There was a lot of pretty affirming sessions, but then there was also some really good ideas that I took from it. Like one of them was the under $100 exhibits, and it was about making an escape room. Oh, which nice. is very popular right now and it's they were really good tips on how to make one of those happen for us nice so at the city level historical society how do you feel like the prejudice coming in of the a little bit of the head pat perhaps or the you're so small how could you possibly be doing good things from the outside world or do you i mean i was working on an assumption there because i've been in your shoes <laughs> i feel like we are small but then, like I alluded to earlier, when we do these conferences and other people are having similar problems and they're going through similar things and find solutions, that's very affirming that we are on the right track, just like the other ones that may be larger than us. If we were going to go to the Richfield Historical Society, what hours are you open? Wednesdays and Saturdays from noon to four. Perfect. Come say hi. Chris Schulke, Otter Tail County Historical Society. And why would you trek six hours down to Austin to hang out with the history? Six. Fifteen. How many potty breaks? Because I love you guys. Who's who's the other voice? This is Mike Wooster. I'm Mike Wooster. Morrison County Historical Society. And do you officially like each other? Well, yes. We've actually been around a while. We have. Let me sneeze. We're We're both. Beer experience. We're experienced. We want to know why you're here. Do you want me to be serious about this? As serious as you ever are. Well, I mean, uh, I uh, was involved, I have been involved with Malm for many years back when they first got started. And 
I think that this is, no, not think, this is the one organization where local history people can get together in Minnesota. I've always been jealous and envious of the arts organizations that have such a network of organizations and grants and foundation support and this and that. We don't, that, that bypasses all of us in the local history field. So this is the one place where not we can hear good sessions, but also a chance to network and bitch and complain, to be honest. The, the we need that. complaining is important. Complaining is important. It's cathartic. It is. What is it about your organizations that are important in Minnesota history? We do a job that no one else does. And it's, it's a lot. I mean, no one else collects the... Uh, artifacts and archival materials that we do other and then preserve them it's not a sexy thing but someone needs to do it and we do and we do it well we spend a lot of time and resources doing it much like chris we exist to do the work that nobody else is doing for our area and so our job is to make sure that those stories don't get lost and Local history is, is fun and interesting, but at the same time, our goal isn't just to focus locally. It's to make sure that we share those local stories with a broader audience because all of our stories come together to create the fabric of the state. Ooh, what was your favorite one? Ooh, um, probably the one by Stephanie Hess. So she works at uh, MDL, uh, Minnesota Digital Library. And uh, yeah, she um, she talked about digital curation um, and uh, the kind of the best way to do it. I think uh, her most fascinating kind of um, collaboration that she did was uh, she had she had each county along the Mississippi River um, send in a picture, uh, didn't matter what time period, um, and then plugged those pictures into a map so that you could click on the picture and then get this little blurb from that local historical society about this image on this particular spot of the Mississippi River. And I just thought that that was the bee's knees. I'd never seen anything like that before. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephanie does some great work. So you could go down to the MDL website, Minnesota Digital Library website, and you could see a lot of the um, resources that they've pulled together for research all across the state, a lot of hidden collections um, that they're lifting up and digitizing with legacy grant money. My name is Molly Huber and I'm the outreach coordinator for the Minnesota Digital Library. Uh, Mom used to be one room, maybe 50, 60 people, one day of programming all in one room, no breakouts, no nothing. Um, and now it's this, it's become this larger conference um, with you know multiple days and thing. So it's been interesting to see it grow in the last 10 or 12 years. I think sometimes it can be very isolating to be um, a county historical society. I mean, you're, you're, you're the only one in your county, you know, so it's like, oh, thank God I'm seeing my people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But something that, that I am encountering in my conversations that go about is that people are concerned about not volunteers, about people, their staff members, their volunteers aging, dying, young people not being interested in the museum in the, in the same way. And I think that the current iteration of all of our museums, but you know, is is based on a model that may not be sustainable, and mm -hmm. that's just saying financially. Yeah. You know that how how are we going to keep them going and make them relevant? No, I I totally agree. <laughs> it makes my head hurt. <laughs>
How can right? we reinvent ourselves? Right. That's another session for next year, right? Right. Well, yeah, reinvent ourselves in a way that isn't a complete transformation, but is an evolution. Right. You know, so that we are growing into a new, new reality that is just as relevant to the people that that care and and to get people to care. Yeah. So. If they don't care, might as well not keep the stuff. Right. Right. Then what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know. That's awesome. Thanks, Molly, for yeah. your time. I really yeah, of appreciate course. it. Did I give you what you needed? You did. <laughs> you did, my friend. I, uh, I'm Rebecca. Asking the question again. And I, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we can start over. <laughs> for the record, what's your name? Emily Krafczewski. And you're with? Yeah, Washington County Historical Society. Cool. I don't know if this counts as an answer, but um, I really, I'm, I'm pretty extroverted. And so it seems like a group where you can sit down and just talk to the person next to you, just start up a conversation and uh, feel comfortable right away because we all come from similar backgrounds, different stories, obviously, but uh, similar backgrounds. And so I feel like I like connecting people. You know, I get to know one person. I try to introduce them to like everybody else. And I've had people do that for me. What's the opportunities you see for making those connections like programmatically? Ooh, yeah. Um, seeing people who maybe are at a different place than we are, but we may be getting there eventually, getting those ideas from them, saying, hey, you just walked through this. Tell me about your experience. We're going to do this in five to ten years. And then we can, in turn, do that for others as well. Hey, we had a program on this. This is a really great speaker on this topic. Or, you know, we're, we just finished making a new museum. <laughs> Someone else may be starting to do that. So it's kind of just like we're all on like a chain helping each other up. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I yeah. love that. It, it's almost like a, a water bucket line. Like it is. A water brigade. Absolutely. I yeah. That. We're bucket all putting up the same fire. Exactly. <laughs> People asking questions about their families. <laughs> right. But another reason I love mom is just finding out what other people are doing and getting re-inspired because sometimes you just get into your day-to-day Google calendar, updating the website, sending the emails, yeah. <laughs> all of that kind of stuff, all the minutia that it's nice to get out and think about bigger things beyond your desk. <laughs> yeah. Well, well thank you, it. Emily. No problem. Thank, thank you for asking. Time. Of course. Of course. Yeah overall feeling is yeah very um it was all very welcoming I didn't feel uh uncomfortable at any point and I met a pile of different people (laughs) throughout there I didn't I didn't really stick next to next to your side very very much I expected actually to stick to your side a little more but (laughs) you were over here and then over there and I'm like okay (laughs) Hello, as you like zoomed by. (laughs) I did a terrible job of babysitting you. (laughs) I can handle it. Look, you're here. Survival (laughs) of the fittest. Go, here's the deep end. (laughs) Yep. Sorry about that. (laughs) No problem. It forced me to spread my wings. Leave the nest. Yeah. As it were. Well, if I'd seen you with a broken wing over in the corner, I probably would have shot over, but... It didn't seem like you were needing any any help, so. No. It was, it was fun. It was fun. Bad, bad mama bear. Bad mama bear. <laughs> um, well, for the record, sir, yes. to whom am I speaking? So I am Dave Nichols. I am the executive director of the Rice County Historical Society. By like a month. By a month and a half, thank you. Okay, awesome. So congratulations in thank and you. on the position. Thank you. I love that you're there. 
yeah, yeah, it's fine. I've been there for a while, but it's weird being the director and not the guy that gets to hide in the collections room. So. Well, in a nutshell, what would you say your historical society is about? Our historical society is about preserving Rice County, not just its past, but trying to preserve what's happening now. Um, I think in a lot of cases, historical societies sort of, we have a tendency to always be looking backwards and trying to gather all that. And we work really hard to try and also capture today because eventually it'll be behind us. Mm -hmm. Yep, agreed. And we're in the storytelling trailer. It has yes. an official name. It has an official name. It is now the chat trailer, which is the, oh God, this is gonna, <laughs> it is the Carlton Humanities and Arts trailer is what chat Well done. For. Yeah, woo! You're welcome, Carlton. <laughs> um, um, so Carlton uses it mostly with the different community partners that they have doing different projects. And then we are using it when it's our time to use it. Um, also for oral histories, but also for pop-up exhibits at various towns sure. around the county. What about Malm? Why do you come down here? To the conference? Because yeah. I get to see fun people like you Aww. and everybody else. Um, I'm getting oh, so many ego trips. I know. You're welcome. <laughs> um, no, I. it's just, it's really good. And there's so few museum professionals in the state overall. Agreed. So. That's a surprisingly small club. It really is. I think, I, I looked at it at one point, I think there's only like, I mean, if you put MHS like sort of outside of it, there's only like 400 of us or something like that, like overall, right? which is not that many. No. I mean, and especially when you consider that, you know, they're, and even within that number, it's so diverse in terms of like some organizations have a single person, some have half a dozen and you can learn so, so much from such a limited group. And it's, is there any other words of wisdom you'd like to throw out for the good of the public? Uh, support your local museum and support your local history people. Uh, the, the hardest part for us is being able to make sure that we can keep doing our job. Um, so if you, if you like what your museum is doing, if you want to see that preservation work keep going, support them however you can. There, there's no such thing as too little or too much yeah. support. Donate to the dead people. Yes. Adam Smith from the Minnesota State University Mankato University Archives. Thank you for introducing yourself. It makes editing much easier. You're welcome. I've known Adam. I won't do that to him. I've known Adam for a long, long time. He actually started out as one of my interns back in the day when he was baby Adam in his history world. And he's grown up and he's now working in the libraries of Mankato State University. As a board member of MOM, you get a slightly different perspective of the conference, a little mm -hmm. bit of the sausage making behind the scenes. A little bit, yeah. yeah. How does it change year to year? Yeah, so every year the conference kind of has a, there's always a constant of like people wanting to learn. 
um, and kind of grow from it. But every year it's also a little bit um, different in the sense of like we're trying to build in new new avenues for growth. Like this year I feel like there's a lot more kind of like diversity kind of sessions. Um, sometimes years prior there's a lot more like collections or some of those kind of like bread and butter type of sessions. Well, people are coming from all over the state. All over the state. We got people from, we had a person at our lunch table from Ely. Um, we got people from south, far southwestern Minnesota, like Pipestone, Tracy area, um, all over the, every corner of the state pretty much. It's fun that everybody gets together in that one space and we can still compare notes because we've got that same root base of preserving history. Are there any other wise words you would love to throw at our listeners? History is the best. That's all. That's all, folks. Read all about it in the Noka County Library Minute. Hello, everyone. I'm Diana Norberg, a librarian for Anoka County Libraries, and this is your Library Minute featuring fiction set in museums. Enjoy. First, we have The Curator by Owen King. In this fantasy, which Kirkus Reviews called Dark Chaotic Fun, social classes and human nature are examined. This book has a lot. Murder, multiverses, lots of cats, and city residents' stories interconnected by the artifacts they pass along. The main character, Dora, takes a position as curator at the Museum of the Worker, a position held by her late brother in order to solve his murder. Next, we have Bellwether by Susanna Kearsley. Shortly after taking the position as curator of the Wild House, Charlie hears of the house's captivating ghost story, the tragic love story of a captured French officer serving in the Seven Years' War and the original homesteader's sister. The novel, written in alternating storylines, weaves itself together through the artifact trail Charlie follows to reveal what really happened in the house so long ago. Next, we have Impossible Views of the World by Lucy Ives. While on the surface it seems this is yet another book about a mystery set in a museum, this book has quirkiness that will have readers laughing out loud, as well as an unusual amount of heart. Stella, a curator at Manhattan's Central Museum of Art, doesn't exactly have her life together lately, but the appearance of a mysterious map leads her on a research mission, which reveals a missing colleague's secret and aids Stella in taking control of her life. Finally, we have The Paper Museum by Kate S. Simpson. In this middle-grade fiction story, Lydia is from a world where paper is no more. Everyone reads on a device, and everything you need is delivered to you. The only refuge for paper and those who love it is the Paper Museum, run by Lydia's uncle. But this, too, will be extinguished if Lydia can't find her missing parents. Check out these and more titles from your local library. Until next time, happy learning. Get those library cards and reserve your copy today. Direct links to these books and more can be found in the episode show notes at anocacountyhistory.org. Sarah, did you feel left out? Maybe just a little bit. (laughs) Somebody had to hold down the fort here at the museum. You did a great job holding down the fort while we were off playing. Thank you. But I felt like I was kind of there. You were sending me the video record, the, not the video, the audio recordings as you were doing them. And I was listening in real time. But uh, you forgot an important part 
of the whole conference. I did? Question mark? Dot, dot, dot. You gave two presentations. I did. It was a working vacation. (laughs) So in all of that um, going around and talking to people and me editing, editing it all together, we never talked about your presentation. There's that. Oh, they were fun. The first one was on using language that we don't usually use, right? So if you look at any History Center website, no matter what the size is, we are all preserving the thing and we are disseminating the thing and we're educating the thing. We're all doing very important work, but we're exploring. Oh, right. We do a lot of exploring. There is that. Oh, so the session was on how to not talk about the obvious and to get beyond that so that each person that was in the session, uh, there's about 50 in the session and everyone walked out with three or four new sentences that they could use a social media post or an elevator speech or website content that told a little bit more about their special story rather than the main street that we all have. And at the end of your session, you showed off our fuzzy bunnies and warned them that you would be wandering around with them. They'll track you down. (laughs) And then on the second day. Yeah, on the second day, uh, we partnered with Wright County Historical Society for a session on our blind hiring process. So we started that in 2020 um, as part of our DEAI work um, and the Facing Change program. And we developed a blind hiring process that used a questionnaire rather than an in-person interview for the first contact. And Wright County took what we had created and tweaked it so that it used their priorities instead of ours and hired a couple people using it. And so we talked to everyone there about how to be a little bit more equitable in our hiring processes. And uh, yeah, maybe next year I'll, maybe next year I'll go. Have to flip Cassie for it. Rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) Hey, if we get a kind donor, uh, maybe we could all three go. And then somebody needs to hold down the museum. We have Cindy, Karen, and Don for that. Oh, okay. Yay, we're good. There's other staff. Woo! <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us at our conference digitally. It was super fun to put this together. I'm grateful that everyone acquiesced to an interview. Uh, nobody turned me down. So thank you all who participated and put up with me. Uh, especially my White Bear Lake friend. I will let you finish your coffee next time. And uh, now the transition to how do we end this? Onward. Onward. See you all next time. Bye. If you have a question, want to visit our show notes page for each episode, or would like to share your own story, go to anokacountyhistory.org. Help History 21, the podcast, reach more ears by subscribing and reviewing on your podcast provider. We're all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for all those who scroll by. And for our Vault members, you can find special access to podcast extras as well as the latest digital resources at History 21 The Vault, located on our website. Remember, the present is the past of the future.